Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. Welcome to episode 33. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm. You came up with that very original slogan, which I've never heard before. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's not an original slogan. And maybe this isn't necessarily a, I don't know, super original topic or anything like that. But certainly it's something that is a key part of what we do day in and day out. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Just had some spinning garage band, so (laughs) we'll see if this actually works. (laughs) Yeah, we might have a little audio, audio difficulties. Maybe there'll be some It'll be some fun sound effects added to this one. Yeah, I was going to say, you can can play around and put some fun stuff in there. Yeah. So... We had two crazy weekends in a row. That's highly unusual for us. We never have crazy weekends. We have a lot of crazy weekends, but these two especially... We have a lot of crazy weekends where we're very active, but there's not a ton of weekends where one or the other of us is away for almost the entire weekend. That's not that common. Correct. We might be busy... You got to go one place, I got to go the other place, or I'm gone all day for a Saturday, and then Sunday we're back together, or I'm gone Saturday, you're gone Sunday, or whatever, something like that. But it's relatively rare, or maybe it's going to become less rare, that we have, okay, Friday night, I'm gone, good luck, hope everything's still standing when I get back. Mm-hmm. And um, we had... Two weekends ago, you were given a great opportunity, kind of last minute-ish, mm-hmm. to speak at a conference uh, in the Poconos for uh, two days. I don't know if you want to, I don't remember the exact name of it, I don't know if you want to insert name here. Yes, it's called Rise Gathering, and it's a weekend retreat for women at this lovely little, kind of like a YMCA camp. And it's a beautiful setting, and they have a bunch of different workshops that the participants can sign up for. And I did two of the workshops. I I presented two of them. Right, and so that opportunity kind of came to you out of the blue about two weeks before, and you you hemmed and hauled for a little bit, and we looked at the schedule, and the schedule for that weekend was. It seemed frightening. Already booked. Already booked. Well, right. for you, not for me. Right. I was already supposed to be appearing at uh, Wizard World Philadelphia, or not appearing, but at least uh, tabling at Wizard World Philadelphia for a portion of the weekend. And um, But it was such a great opportunity for you 
that I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll figure out how I'm going to get to Wizard World some portion of that weekend and, you know, we'll make it work out. So you went off, did your thing, and it actually ended up that I was not able to get to Wizard World because our son <laughs> had pink eye. He woke up with pink eye in the morning on Saturday. And I was struggling through a sprained ankle. Right, so hauling all the stuff would have been hard for you. You had to take him to urgent care to get medicine. Yeah, it was... There were a lot of extenuating factors. Right, but the key thing was you got to go to the conference. You got to present, met a lot of great people, um, had your opportunity to start to continue to broaden your scope as a, a speaker. Yeah, and I think that what what I want to highlight there is how supportive you were of me in order to do this last-minute thing. Uh, I wanted to do it very badly when the opportunity arose, but when I saw our schedule, I thought there was no way. And so you immediately said, oh, well, if it's not important, then just do it. say yes, and I'll figure it out. And it was so exciting when you when you said that because I just appreciated it so much. And I meet tons of different people, mostly moms, many moms I have this conversation with, and some of them have extremely supportive spouses or significant others. And some of them have not supportive significant others. And then some of them are single. So, you know, I think I always feel tremendous gratitude for the teamwork that you and I have. Because I try to do the same thing for you and, you know, be available to hold down the fort while you go and do your thing, too, when their opportunity arises. And so I think if you have that, well, I think one thing I want to say to our listeners is if you have that, make sure you don't take it for granted because not everybody does. Right. And if you don't have it, whether you have a significant other who's not supportive or whether you don't have a significant other... I think it's important to build your village, build your community, your tribe, what have you, because it doesn't have to be just a significant other who can help you pursue your dreams. Maybe it's a grandparent, or maybe it's a neighbor, or a friend, or maybe you swap uh, sleepover playdates with another, you know, your kid, your your kid's friend's family or something, but. You know, if you if you are diligent and creative about it, you can figure it out. But don't let the lack of support stop you until you've exhausted all creative possibilities. Right. And, you know, so there was a minute there where I was like, oh, that dovetails perfectly. But then I also I, I want to come back to the idea of, you know, and this is me speaking to dudes. Dudes. Out there. Dudes out there. No guys. Not the dudettes, not the moms, the husbands, the dads, all that stuff. And look, I talk to or hear from mothers and stuff all the time about, oh, you know, this one's home with the little one and, oh, I'm worried about, you know, how they're going to handle it and, you know, whatever the case may be or just people you talk to, like the moms who are, you know, Worried about how the dads handle it. And I remember at one point really kind of 
feeling a little bit that way. Like, oh my God, I'm going to have to be home with all the kids for how long? Five hours and calling you when you're shopping and going, uh, when are you getting back? Cause it's been a while. And then, you know, somewhere, somehow, maybe just because our kids got older or maybe because, you know, I grew or whatever. All of the above. All of the above. Maybe I just kind of, I switched the, switched the flip. I flipped the switch and just kind of came to the conclusion. Look, you know, what the heck? I'm just, you know, figure it out. Like, you know, I am man, hear me roar, you know, to, to paraphrase, like, just, yeah, you're a dad, your wife's got to go do the thing. Whatever the thing is. Whatever the thing is, and it might be three days, it might be a week, it or might be... two hours. It might be two hours, and let her go do her thing, and hold down the fort, and in fact, lean into it, mm. and figure out how to, you know, some... the. Our kids know, and this is, you know, we could we could debate the, the relative value or merit of this, but our kids know that when you go away for a three-day weekend... <laughs> All hell breaks loose. It's a party. It, it's a party. They're going to go out to eat probably one night for sure, right? There's definitely going to be one night where we're going to go to a buffet or they're going to get Chinese food or we're going to go do that and have some fun. They're going to, you know, they may get, you know, maybe we go in groups see a movie you know, they'll probably be able to schedule as many sleepovers as, <laughs> as possibly can happen because if there's a whole bunch of kids here in the house, well, then that's, you know, probably not a situation where I have to occupy them and figure out what they do so they're not sitting on screen. So, you know, they know it's going to be fun, and we kind of lean into that, like, you know, or I lean into, like, the idea of, okay, hey, mom's gone. Let's mm-hmm. kind of... Let's kind of shake it loose a little bit and we'll, we'll be a little less buttoned up. You make me sound like a Nazi. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a different feel. Um, you know, so, so my, my, what's the word I want to use? My message to those dads out there is, you know, take that, take it on and then, like really like just dive into it and let it let it have some fun and i'm sure there's tons of dads who are like well yeah duh of course this i've been doing this forever but i bet there are some dads who are like oh man and then because when you give right when you give that kind of support like you said then what kind of support are you going to get on the back end which was this past weekend right well before you go into that i want to say um, I have met also many moms in my work who tend to be uber controlling, <laughs> especially, no. especially when the kids are young, yeah. you know, maybe they're a stay at home mom. So they know the kid's schedule. They know what the kid likes to eat and doesn't like to eat and which stuffed animal has to be and what you order on the, in the crib in order for the kid to fall asleep and you know, which blanket has to be in which direction, you know, all that crazy stuff, what cup they want to drink out of that day. And so I've met a lot of, I've I've met a lot of moms who, who want to control everything to the nth degree and then feel resentful towards their husbands because their husbands aren't helping out with the kids as much as they want them to. But then how can the husband really have some autonomy as a dad when 
the mom leaves him four pages of instructions before yeah. she leaves. I mean, I think, you know, as much as you're encouraging dads to step up to the plate and embrace and lean into the time that they, instead of looking at that time with the kid alone as, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to manage this? To really lean into it and make it an experience and a memory for both of them or all of them. But then also the message for the moms is heighten up a little bit. I mean, really, truly. If you want your if you want the dad, your husband, your spouse, whatever, to step up and participate and, and share the responsibility, you have to give him some freedom. I am the first one to admit that I don't love all of your methods. But <laughs> really? I've never noticed. <laughs> and I don't love the fact that, you know, you'll stop at the convenience store and get them candy on the way home from eating out to dinner or, or whatever like that. But it is what it is. This isn't something they're going to do every day of their lives. This is uh, something that happens when I go away for the weekend or, or whatever. I have to work. And it's and it's fine. And they're going to be fine. And they're going to live. And it's all going to be fine. Right. And so I try really hard not to give you too many instructions when I leave. Aside from, like, the schedule. Yeah. Who has to be right. where of and course. what time and all that. But... You know, <coughs> what you're going to have for dinner and what, what the schedule and the plan of free time. No, just just figure that out. So I think that you have done a great job with um, making it something for the kids to look forward to. And you've done a lot of work, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit too, to put yourself in the right frame of mind. Because I know when, when the kids were younger, it's obviously harder when they're younger, I think. Yeah. And so... When I would have to go away, you'd be a little bit dreading it. Like, oh my gosh, I got to be in charge for how long? And then it was stressful. But then at some point, you kind of let go of that. And you, you told me you, you literally put yourself in a frame of mind where you're like, okay, let's do this. Let's have fun. Right. And it, 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 it certainly corresponds to the kids getting older for sure. Because when our kids were younger... We weren't doing the kinds of things where we were going off separately. Like, yeah, we were both separately. We just didn't have these these commitments or these opportunities. Um, But it, you know, it also is a lot for me, I know, about like, okay, knowing it's coming. You know what I mean? Like, and, and being able to take the time to put myself in that. Um, in that mindset of, okay, you know what? It's, uh, it's Tuesday night and Thursday afternoon you're leaving and you'll be back Sunday. Okay. So I know that as opposed to like, uh Oh, <laughs> it's Thursday night and I have to leave Friday suddenly for something like that might become, <laughs> that, that might lead to a little bit of a, a mental struggle for me of, okay, ooh, wow, hang on. I had these visions of, cause I'm a big, like, you know, my head's, you know, it's probably not, you know, exactly living in the moment kind of a thing for sure. But always like, okay, on Saturday, this is happening. And on Monday that is happening. And you know, you never actually really know what's happening. Right. I mean, I thought I was going to be going to wizard world that weekend Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I ended up spending about three hours or two hours at a little smaller, little kind of 
event on Sunday around here, but, you know, so it was totally, the plan got bamboozled, but as long as I have some lead time to think, to get myself in the right headspace for it, and just kind of go with that idea of, yeah, I'm just going to kind of lean into like, hey, you know what, I'm in charge, and it's dad time, and I kind of have freedom to, yeah, shake off some of that, uh, you know. Mom structure. Mom structure, right? And again, it's not a bad thing. It's necessary for our family to function, but my way is different, right? My, my, uh, my dad running the show is a little (laughs) bit different than than when mom runs the show. Um, I also did too want to touch on one of the, back to this idea of, um, back to this idea of village because, you know, I make it sound like, oh, when you went away over that weekend, I was just on it 24 seven. And the reality of that actually was, I think that with my mom was, yeah, she, she was over for a little bit on one of the days. And one of the days I had to take Noah to his practice and the kids were home with, my brother, who happened to be here that particular night. So, you know, there is also some reliance on the village the village and the community to kind of make sure that everything happened the way it was supposed to. Um, so then, this past weekend, the tit for tat, the, the give back, the not, not, but not tit but for tat, that sounds yeah, terrible. Yeah, you know yeah. what? That makes it sound transactional, no, it's and not. it's not that way. No, it was because this was this was known and thought about and planned well in advance. But also, I don't want to leave anybody with the idea that either one of us supports the other one. Not a scorekeeper. Because though. that means we'll get something right. in return. No. It's just because it's just, what we do. It's just the way it works. So, um, in February, January, February... Um, I'm coaching our daughter in uh, girls. And our son. Well, I'm coaching them both. But, um, his season is over. Yeah, his season is over. Too. Her season just ended. Um, and their standard operating procedure for the club that I coach for is to attend a three-day tournament at Penn State uh, over Memorial Day weekend. And say, that sounds like a hoot. And... Yeah, well, before you go any further, that didn't sound like so much of a hoot exactly 11 years ago, the first time you did it with our niece, (laughs) because our littlest was born three weeks before that, and I knew all school year that you were going away on this three-day thing with our niece, because you coached her back then, and it was four hours away, and I was going to have a newborn child, a two-year-old, and a four-year-old at home. And God help me how I was going to get through that weekend. Right. So That was terrifying. Beyond words. It was so hard. Anyway. So this time was much easier. Yeah. 11 years later. Right. (laughs) But as we thought about it back in February, and I even at one point um, said to the club director, I said, well, I have a eighth annual, like... Every year, every Memorial Day since we put in our volleyball court, we do a party on Memorial Day Monday with anywhere from 50 to 70 people here 
mostly a lot of volleyball players, a lot of family, a lot of friends, you know, and it's kind of like a traditional sort of thing that always kicks off the summer for us. And I, at one point early on, said to the club director, I said, you might need to find somebody else to fill in as the coach at the very least for that last day, because I will, I will need to be there for this party. And, you know, so there was some discussion at one point of finding somebody else to coach, maybe the entire weekend, maybe our daughter wouldn't go on the tournament itself if, if I wasn't going to be there. And then as the season progressed, uh, it just became obvious that I had to do yeah, that's to, just silly. That's not gonna yeah, work. I had to finish the season with the girls on the team at their final tournament. Um, and at that point, I was like, oh, I guess that means that we won't be able to have the party. And that was the point at which back then you said, what are you talking about? Just we'll have the party. I'll attend the games on Monday and then I'll drive back. And you said you would take care of prepping everything to make the party run smoothly. And I was like, hmm, well, that sounds like it could work as long as I kind of finish early on Monday and get on the road in a reasonable amount of time. And, you know, that that should be okay. And then so we did some prep work in the weeks leading up, (coughs) excuse me, in the week leading up to the tournament. You know, in terms of weeding and getting the backyard in order and all that stuff. And then our schedule came out for the final day of the tournament. And our first match of the day wasn't until 11 a.m. Yeah, and it's four hours from home. Yeah, it's four hours from home. Now, for all of the... party starts at one. the party starts at one. Now, for all the work that I did to try and... uh, improve the girls i sort of knew that we were gonna you know a, a single elimination and on they monday did improve and they did improve but i knew that monday was probably going to be a one and done kind of situation for us yeah because they're young and just beginning and yeah so you know 11 o'clock came we played our match we were done around 12 o'clock and i was able to kind of get on the road relatively soon but that still put me arriving at about three thirty to a house where there was ostensibly going to be as many as 50 people here or so for a party and you know with yeah, maybe there were some uh hiccups or a little awkward moments of some people who showed up who were like uh where's the person who i know who's the supposed to be at this the only person who i know who's supposed to be at this party um but aside from that it went off nearly flawlessly I mean, it was a great day, and so many people said they had so much fun, and you coordinated everything and got the food and the drinks, and, you know, I showed up, and there was a party in full swing and volleyball being played, and everybody was having a good time, and it was exactly like it would be if I had been there from 1 o'clock. Well, I gave our sons and your brother their marching orders for (laughs) exactly what needed to be done. I started on Sunday, I continued Monday morning, and they all did a fabulous job. All three of them 
did whatever needed to be done. They did it without complaint. Not that your brother would complain, but right. certainly the boys would. Right. But they all did it without complaint. They did it well. They did it quickly, and they were ready for the next thing. And so I had my list of things that had to be done. I took care of mine. I made sure they were doing theirs, and we all worked as this very well-oiled machine and got everything done and ready, and it was good. So I was able to come up on Saturday with our youngest to see our daughter play. And then Sunday morning, he and I hopped in the car and drove back home and started working to get ready for Monday. So it, it actually was like, I don't want to say effortless, but it was fairly smooth and easy. Right. And I figure we'll probably be doing it that method for the next five or six years. Yeah, I mean, for as long as she's if she a part of... she continues to play. Yeah, she continues to play and the club continues to send the team that she plays to Penn State, which, you know, is very likely. That's kind of what I guess we're going to be looking at. Um, so, yeah. But it's fine. Yep. Oh, Teamwork it? makes the dream work. That's right, though. I might have to find somebody else who wants to drive on to Penn State back and forth. I said to Faith that eventually, in a couple <laughs> of years, she's going to be the one carting my butt up and back. Because Wait, that's what you've been saying to Noah uh, about no. the beach. Oh, I am. I drive distances, I guess, okay, but I do it very unwillingly. What is that, by the way? <sighs> I don't know. I just, you know what it is? I'd just rather be, I'd rather be kind of looking out the window and seeing where we're going as opposed to... You can't look out the window and drive at the same time? I mean, you can, but you're not really supposed to be distracted by looking at the side <laughs> and looking at a, oh, look at that river. What river is that? You know, you're supposed to be... I remember when I was young and my mom would always complain that when my dad was driving because he drove everywhere... He would be driving down the road, and he would look to the left at some site, and he would start drifting to the left. You'd be like, uh, excuse me. Tom. <laughs> Back on the road. Right. Yeah, so, but anyway, that's, I guess, uh, what I have to look forward to for the next couple years. But, by the way, if you get a chance, those who are listeners who are in the area, you get a chance to go to Penn State's campus in the spring or summer. Yeah, not in the middle of not winter. Not in the winter. But uh, spring or summer opportunity to get to Penn State's campus, I highly recommend it. That place is beautiful. And I'll just, I guess I'll throw in my two little cents about uh, observations I made when I was up there. The, in the spring, they have a lot of blooming things around the town mm. or around the campus, and it smells so beautiful. They have these, they have orange blossoms and um, honeysuckle and all kinds of things. And the, the fragrance when you walk down the street is just amazing and so it's very beautiful it smells lovely it's great and then the second thing is the gym that we were in had uh, team photos all up and down the walls on the second floor where the stands are and they had team photos dating back to the 1880s and it was so amazing to just walk down the hall and look at these all these different team photos from different sports over the years and then in the 70s you started seeing women's sports up on the wall and as I looked in the eyes of these people from particularly from like the 80, 1880s, 90s, 1900s I, I would think wow 
think about what was going on in their lives on that day. You know, maybe they broke up with a girlfriend or maybe they got an A on their test or maybe it was the last day of school and they were going home for the summer or whatever. You know, some big thing, a small thing. It was the end of the world. It was something so amazing. And now they're all gone. Like, they're dead. So I think it really... (laughs) Wow. Boy, such an uplifting... Such an uplifting thought. But it really is because something that seemed like such a big deal in that moment, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big of a deal. So I think the other thing to remember is that whatever seems like it's the end of the world to you, probably if you put it in a different perspective, it's probably not the end of the world. So I found like a lot of, um, um, what's that? Uh, perspective uh what's that word that you always use with me um oh i can't think of it It escapes me um nope i'm not going to find it before we're done here but anyway it really helped to put things in perspective and remind me once again that those irritations that come up those stresses those challenges really you know just figure out a way to work through them it's it's going to be okay right All right, well, with that, we will sign off on the podcast for right now. If you have some awesome story about teamwork with your significant other or some other person uh, in your life, feel free to share it with us at... Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com. And I think we should also welcome our listeners from our new streaming devices because we are on about seven different streaming devices including iTunes. So welcome to all of our new listeners who have just found us. Yeah, and if you are watching or excuse me, listening to us on iTunes, leave a review for us and let us know how we're doing. Those things can really help us find a new audience. So thanks again. With that, we'll sign off. Have a great day.